Star Wars sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars sessions. This is the way. This is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan, and buddy out there. It's Luke Bly, Master Blywalker himself. How are you, friend? Hey, I am good, Matty boy. It is another week. In the Star Wars universe for us geeks, uh, dude, I tell you what, I've got a cheeky beerio, I've got yeah. my water, I've got my microphone, and I am hyped for this week's episode. How on earth are you, mate? You naughty boy. Well, I went down the old pie and mash I shop earlier on. Went down oh, the pie and mash shop. Yeah. What? Check, I checked the, uh, checked the times and dates, opening days on the website. Ah, oh, they're open from Thursday to Sunday. Brilliant. I was like, today's Sunday. Went, drove three minutes down there thinking oh, I'm going to get myself some pie and mash from liquor. They're closed. I was like, what, what is What is this? What is this sham? Get home, realise it's Monday. <laughs> so they were never open in the first place. You, so. Yeah, you said that earlier as well. Yeah. You were like, oh, so I, I thought it was Sunday earlier. I so lost all bear. And I've only been on the tea and coffee today, so I've lost all bear. Oh. So I'll be fine for the rest of it. So, But I still had a, um, a fine fare for dinner that aside though mate i'm very well i know you're excited uh, are you living the best life though at the minute oh of course mate because it's star wars day week yeah star wars it's day not week, just yes. a day anymore it's a week it, is. it feels so, like it we've had a busy old uh, star wars day was busy for us wasn't it mate uh it, it it's it's been busy it's been a busy couple of weeks, but Star Wars Day was real busy. Uh, so if you're listening now, hope you enjoyed the Bad Batch recap um, and also our cheeky late night live stream, um, which was great fun too. It's been a, it's been a sessions-a-thon this week. So um, yeah, it's been great. What about you, mate, boy? Yeah, it's been busy. Early start on uh, five, BBC Five Live. For those who are doing the morning shift or finishing their late night shift, you would have uh, heard us at what 6:55 a.m. on BBC Five Live, something yeah, like that. Yeah, same thing. Talking about well, the story of Star Wars. So shout out to the Beep for having us on again. And yeah, finally the Bad Batch is here. The live stream, it was fantastic, mate. And even before that, we went on to uh, the Star Trek Sunday show on Twitch with uh, mm. the wonderful Stu and the lovely Kira to have a. Uh, Star Trek versus Star Wars quiz hosted by Conti from Continuing Trek. Uh, for those who haven't seen the results, don't have to look away now because I'm not going to give it away. But go check it out. It was um, it was an experience. Um, it, I don't think we'd live too long or prosper in the Star Trek galaxy, would we, mate? No, I don't think we would at all, Matty boy. <laughs> and I kept saying that. Now, it was when Conti was hosting, asking us these Star Wars questions, uh, Star Trek questions. He was like, "This is easy." I was like, is it? Is it easy? I, I've not seen it. So how is it easy? I see you rocked up with no knowledge, but they were but lovely. I was pretty they? open about that. You know me. Um, other than that, I thought it was flipping good fun. It was a good laugh. And, it was a good um, laugh. Yes, mate. Oh, do you know what, though? 
um old Stu knew a bit of his star wars didn't he knew he knew more star wars than we knew star trek so <laughs> Stu was the biggest liar in the world he knew everything yeah. about star wars he told us he didn't know anything yeah when <laughs> yeah exactly i mean when guy when a guy knows about master sypho diaz then oh, yeah come on but We're i trying think to work actually, out what shit the enterprise was if we look at it like this matty boy it's a win for star wars because it star wars is so big that people know about that yeah. right Blyfo ds and that's it so go check it out it'll be on our youtube channel at some <laughs> point um yeah thank you to Stu, kira and conti for having us it was a wonderful show wait for the rematch when we sc- we absolutely schooled them on star wars stuff um but that other than that wonderful bit of news we've also got a lover thing to celebrate regarding our patreon Yes, it's a big shout out to our latest patron, Leo Brito, who's joined at the high ground tier. Yes, spicy legend. Thank you so much, Leo, man. Don't try it. Actually, do. Thank you, Leo, for signing up and enjoy all the content <laughs> that's on there. <laughs> we've got some good stuff coming oh. this month. The last month podcast is one of the best we've done, the park cast. So I hope you enjoy that. And yeah, just in, thank you so much for supporting the sessions and, uh, and keeping us going as we get, uh, bigger and bigger within ourselves so thank you so much for that leo now other than the celebratory sound of fireworks i can hear what sounds like the chimes of big ben kenobi in the background and surely only means one thing my friend i think matty boy it's the galactic news ronda Filming for Star Wars Andor has moved to Cleveland's Lancashire, but fans have been urged by local authorities not to use drones around the site. According to online scooper Special Ed, a video game based on The Mandalorian is in the works. In an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, Ewan McGregor has said that negative reaction to the prequel trilogy was quite difficult. Hey, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Oh, it's Star Wars Day week. We've had the Bad Batch drop in. We've been getting reminiscent about things dropping on Disney Plus. So this week, we love a list as much as Luke loves a building. So we thought we would discuss and go down our top five episodes of The Mandalorian. That's right. So season one, season two, they're all in play. Um, It wouldn't be a stretch to say we struggled here, but we are going to give our uh, rankings in descending order from five down through one. Luke. I struggled. How much did you struggle to pick just five episodes? How much did Luke Blywalker struggle? He struggled that much. (laughs) I needed ever since. I needed a lot of beerios to keep (laughs) me going, Matty boy, because honestly, this was shockingly difficult. Shockingly difficult. I was watching an episode uh, just a moment ago that we will be talking about in this show, Mm. and. even then, I was like, oh my days, this is so good. There are just so mm. many good moments in this. And even even though this is a modern show, it's weird how many 
almost nostalgic ties I have to this series. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Even though, even with season two, last year's series, it's like, yeah. mate, it, it, that that really did feel like a beacon of light. You know, some real escapism on mm-hmm. what was probably one of the most hard and difficult years for most people. Um, yeah. So, bro, I can't wait to get stuck into this and to hear each other's reasoning behind it. You know? Yeah, I, I echo that. All of that. Uh, it's true. All of it, but especially the going because we've both been rewatching the Mando as we would anyway. But um, well, I've been watching a few more episodes than uh, I have been doing recently, and same as Luke, I was watching one this afternoon and I was thinking, "This is this is great." Is this going to force its way at the eleventh hour into my top five? Because sometimes not, it's not always the biggest, flashiest episodes which are the ones that stay with you, or the ones that have the most depth or filth to them. And I watched one today, and it didn't make into my top five. Maybe I'll mention it later, but um, I was like, this is some of the best like, recent modern Star Wars I've seen. But, alas, it isn't in there. And as I said, we're going to be going down from five through till one. So, Luke, shall we? Oh, mate, let's get stuck into this absolute filth fest. Uh, I believe we're, we're talking about your fifth episode first, right? We are indeed. So my fifth, uh, my my fifth best. I don't want to say my, yeah my the episode which I ranked as fifth for me in the Mandalorian because all of them <laughs> pretty so much hard. should be in there. So yeah, five for me came from season two. Uh, it's chapter twelve, the siege, and mm-hmm. I have put that in here because for me it felt like a real jumping off board for the Mandalorian. Suddenly it went from being a story about Mando protecting baby and trying to find out, trying to get him to his people to, well, hold on, we're in an Imperial laboratory. Something is, something big is happening here. And it felt like the most uh, solid bridge between the prequels, the OT and the sequels. And by the prequels, I mean simply because they're in the Imperial refinery, which had a lot of lava in it. Maybe think of Revenge of the Sith. It also felt like Fallen Order at points. The OT, because we're not far removed from that, and a lot of the machinery and the some of the interior of the refinery looked very original trilogy, but then a lot of it looked very First Order-esque. And of course, they're talking about bringing order to the galaxy. There's something in that tank there. They're, they're creating life in there, which feels very sequel trilogy. And so th- there's that. It felt like a jumping off point. But also... I've said this many times before. I really, really, really love season one because we're introduced to these new characters and we, we, we follow them. We follow these characters throughout. You've got Din, Grief, Kara, Baby, Gideon, Quill, IG. That, mm-hmm. That's your core group of characters. They didn't need anybody else and I was so in. And this episode feels more like that. You've got you've even got Mithril from uh, chapter one turns up. Quill's dead, like, mate. Yeah, Quill's gone. Quill's in the dead. ground. But it feels like a distillation of that season one to me. And the fact that Amanda's not in it for part of it as well shows that the show could survive without him being in large chunks of it. So a great action as well. Can't ignore that. There's great action with the Razor Crest at the end. So it everything I want. Great action, great characters, good laugh. It felt like season one to me. It progressed the story into potentially massive um, directions. Mm. So it had to be in there for me, mate. My, mate, that's a huge pick, and I love it. In fact, I was actually watching that episode 
uh, before we recorded this show. And of course, that is uh, where our little baby, mm-hmm. Grogu, is eating his macarons. You know, he's eating those space biscuits. That's it. And he's destroying them. It's, it's just... And that honestly, that school scene is so lovely. It is mm-hmm. just an absolute dream. I adore it. Um, so that is a great choice, mate. Uh, Thanks, mate. My my fifth choice. You want to know it? Uh, should I? Nah, yeah, sure. nah, I'm gonna have a chug instead. I'm gonna have yeah. a chug, chug. Sure <laughs> about yours. My number four, then. No, Luke's number five. Right, is The Marshal, Chapter 9. It was our introduction to The Mandalorian Season 2. It is the longest episode of The Mandalorian. I love this episode, mate. It feels so Star Wars-y. In places, is it a bit cheesy? Yes, it is. And I'm here for it. I'm eating up the Emmental. I'm eating up the Red Lester. I don't mind it. It's gorgeous. Um, Even with the dodgy um, speeder scene, the um <laughs> with the pod racer where like no like they're talking on a speeder going 100 miles an hour and it just sounds like they're in a room in the back of an apartment like yeah you're right anyway do you want to hear my story yeah go on then mate that winds me up despite that matty boy this episode it gives me so much joy so much joy being back on tatooine and i'm despite the fact we're back on Tatooine, it gives us a completely new feel to it, right? With the crate dragon, with the villagers, just Boba Fett turning up, um, Cobb Vanth. It, it's just such a solid episode, mate. There's not a lot wrong with it, apart from that Naffa bike scene. Um, I, I, honestly, I can watch that just over and over and over again. And despite the fact it is the best part of an hour, it don't feel like it. It mm-hmm. just doesn't feel like it. It just feels like, I don't know. It just feels like I'm returning to a happy place. You know, I, I love chapter nine, the Marshal Cobb Vanth. What a babe. What a hunk of a man. And, uh, that is my number four pick as well. The Marshal. So, um, I'll go straight into that for everything you've just said. It, it felt like things got bigger, didn't it? Not just cause yeah. it's longer, but it yep. generally felt bigger also because the aspect ratio was so cinematic the way they've changed that, mm, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it felt like a step up in almost every aspect other than quality. Cause it's just as good as season one, but it felt bigger, but justifiably bigger sequels mm-hmm. gen- generally tend to go bigger because they feel like they have to, but you know, man, they thought, well, we'll just throw in a massive crate dragon. It's fine. Don't worry about that. They went big and it worked. And, for all the reasons you said, mate, the characters are great. The ones, the returning characters we love, Cobb Vanth turns up out of the books. We get for the, so for the canon junkies like me, we get that kind of pat on the back. The Boba Fett reveal at the end. We we were, we were sitting in the round table we did before. Oh, if Boba turns up, it'll be in the last episode, you know, second to last episode, maybe it'd be a big deal. Yeah. First episode, yeah. mate, yeah. turns up and it's just, it's, it's just great. It's, yeah. And, and, and it is. And I feel like I need to say this straight up, right? Um, I am taking into consideration the first time I watched these episodes. Yes. You know, I'm taking into consideration rewatches. I'm taking into consideration how I felt when I first saw them. And, and I'm also trying to see, you know, will I love this as much in two years time, in two months time, in two weeks time? 
Um, and again, like you said, bro, like there's just so much to love in this episode. And there was a lot riding on this, Matty boy, you know, and that's kind of going to be forgotten really in history. But, but, but there were Mandalorian season one was so successful and mm-hmm. such a hit that this chapter needed to work. It needed yeah. to work. And I remember that Friday morning watching Mandalorian chapter nine and thinking, mate, we're back. Yeah, we're we are in good back. hands here. We're in good yeah. hands. And yeah. We're, yeah. we're back on Tatooine, which originally I remember everyone thought, oh no, we're going yeah. back. But we went to Moss Pelgrim. We went to a different part of Tatooine. So t- that's great. We can go back to Tatooine as much as we want if we're going to get new places like this and new bits, bits of lore. The Tusken Raiders and how they, they interacted with the locals. That was a great bit of um, connective tissue as well, which just makes everything feel new. Yet, as I say, connected to what's been before. It was a really, really, really solid way to open up season two, and it, it bridged a gap. It bridged season one and two very nicely. The first real big cameo, well, I say big in terms of uh, canon, was obviously Cobb Vanth coming in, because before that, a lot yeah. of it was in original characters. So, uh, But it worked, mate. So, yeah, I can see why the Marshal would be there for you, and I can see why it'd be there for me, mate. So, so um, that, that was your fourth episode right okay so uh my fourth favorite is indeed chapter four um the sanctuary i adore this episode i know it's not for everyone i know it's not for everyone and i totally i i I can get why but this i i think this um out of all of the mandalorian episodes maybe with an exception to the, to the, to the first episode, chapter one, just cause I've shown it to so many blinking people when they've come around to my flat. As soon as they come into my flat, I'm like, right, sit down, take their <laughs> eyes open. <laughs> and then Look they hear that. Cartoonians. They hear it in the distance. They hear the <laughs> Disney plus. <laughs> the Mandalorian. Yeah, exactly. But uh, anyway, the sanctuary, I've watched this episode a lot. It Mm -hmm. feels to me a bit like a happy place. You know, I feel very comfortable in this episode. It feels just like an adventure. It feels fun. I love the people in it. I love the kids. I love the widow. I love Mando in this. I think Grogu has one of his best episodes in it, but he's not used, you know, loads in it. But when he's in it, he's excellent. He's fantastic. It's funny. It's serious. It's worrying. It's ridiculously happy. I, it, I love it. And maybe because it feels a little middle-earthy as well. Mm-hmm. I have a real soft spot for it too. It just feels like I could have easily have seen this episode on like a VHS at my nan and granddad's house in the 90s. And that I use that expression a lot because that feels like a very happy era to me growing up. You know, it just slots into that Star Wars world so beautifully. Um, that is my fourth pick, May Boy. That's a good shout, mate. Um, I remember the first time I saw this episode, I thought it was all right. I thought it was good. To me, it felt at the time, it felt like, um, and I said on the recap, it felt like the first kind of stumble because it felt yeah. just different to the first yeah. three episodes. But Oh, definitely. definitely. Every time I rewatch it, I like it more and more, and I do like the episode. Um there's so much going on. Like I so said, we see the Clatoonians, the, the Atat, the, the ATST, sorry, with the, the red eyes, the battle at the end, the kids, um, Baby Yoda, you've got Almera and Mando, you know, 
There's this clearly chemistry there. Just let us see your face, Mando. Come on. Um, yeah. It's great, yeah. mate. It's a really it's solid entry. And it's just nice to see a different kind of planet. Yes, there's trees, but it just feels different. And that Middle Earth feel comes to the fore. So the Sanctuary I, is a good shout. I mean, we we see droids fishing space shrimp. Yep. Come on. Win. Win. Come on. It doesn't get better than that. It doesn't they're get blue. any better than that. Yeah, they're blue, so they're different. Oh. Blue space shrimp. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. It's all just so good. So good. Yeah, yeah there Danny go. after eats those blue shrimp. <laughs> right, Matt, Matt, that's it. That's, that's me belly. when I when I eat any sort of shrimp or prawns. Prawns? Well, prawns. Well, that was your fourth, mate. Why don't you, uh, why don't you indulge us with your third as well? Oh, all right. Then, what? Well, uh, do you know what? I did just mention it. Uh, it is chapter one, The Mandalorian. Oh, oh. This episode, naughty bro, boy. bro, like we we had no idea, did we? Like, we, <laughs> nope. we thought, I thought, no, this is going to be a good show. I have faith in this. I liked what I saw at Celebration. Um but that's it like i've said in a few shows previously i i I thought hey we're gonna be getting a show where there's a bounty hunter and he has a target to 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 pick off every week that's it and at first i thought yep this is great and in fact this is better and it looks better than what i thought was going to be i was like what what this looks brilliant Mm -hmm. um but I don't know. It's just, it feels so cowboy. It feels so cowboy. It reminds me a lot of my granddad, second mention of my granddad this uh, this episode, uh, because my granddad adored uh, Westerns, yep. cowboys. Bro, this is a cowboy episode. This is cowboys. And yeah, you know it is. It, it, it literally is. So once again, it takes me back to a very special place, not just in my life, but emotionally it, it, it resonates so much with me this episode uh it's produced brilliantly i think the dialogue's great in it i love mithril like i love everyone in it is great it's great cool great mandalorian oh. so cool he is so he ridiculously is so cool like this this is the debut episode matt this is yep. the first episode and what does it end on it the, one of the best cliffhangers mm-hmm. ever in tv for a first episode are you joking like you you're, you're literally like what and that's mm-hmm. how i felt at the end of the episode i was like we, we what? were like what's the hook of this series and then they give it to us straight away yeah and it's black and white mate and i quite like that it is so straightforward because literally at the end of the episode you're like hang on but 50 year old but he's a baby eight species age differently so what what yep. yep and it just it it just you know gets you the mandalorian just gets you with its claws and it's like and come gets here gets you <laughs> like yeah. cop vent on tatooine that's it hey, gets you tatooine hey make <laughs> your things we're leaving oh dude the first i the first episode i remember being a bit worried when i saw mithril thinking oh he looks a bit dodgy uh, but i love mithril <laughs> now Doctor who maybe yeah he was like oh, i've done not sure i like the it, they, they've taken practical too far but then and then they got that great kind of like spate the um ice wall, seal walrus thing that tries mm. to attack the razor mm-hmm. crest and mm-hmm. like you say the whole clint eastwood Sergio Leone style opening when the doors iris out and he's just oh, standing there cake billowing 
a tutor, Mando. Yep, less than a drink over here. He cut you in half. I love when I, I I mentioned this earlier. When people, when my father-in-law or family or friends, I've I've shown them the Mandalorian. I show we obviously see that scene, and it's so it's so cool. Yep. It's so cool, and that scene ends on the title card, doesn't it? it ends on yeah. the, the Mandalorian, and it's doo doo. What a way to intro your character, doo doo. And it's like I'll I look at their faces, and usually they look at me and they go. All right. Okay. Hello there. <laughs> Hello there, Sunshine. This is, this is a bit different to what I thought it was going to be. You know, yeah. um, I adore it, mate. Mate, I absolutely great. adore it. And I can rewatch it. I've I've watched that so often, so often. I, I, I've I've said before, it's one I don't usually revisit, and I don't know why. Nothing to do with its quality at all, because I love it, especially when they get to the the, the settlement where the Weequay and the Nictus are uh, to get what we now know is little baby Yoda, but I, it's IG and Mando first, their enemies, then they're teaming up. And the moment yep. where <laughs> Mando's going to be the big tough guy and take them all oh, down, don't. comes out from around the corner, sees that massive gun. And he's like, okay. And just oh. hides. Like, ah! <laughs> Even, that, Even that scene, that fight scene is so well done. It it's is done. so, done well. so well executed. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm going to have a drink of my beer. Come on. Oh. There we go. I mean, I'm gonna have another one. Yeah, you have another one, mate. Yeah, that that first episode, mate. It it sets the scene. It has got that Western Sergio own feel. Let's not forget Ludwig Göransson through the whole thing. He's oh, the music he's created, which Excellent. he could have just Excellent. aped the Western sound. He's taken inspiration and used his own modern contemporary beats with it as well. Honestly, the Mandalore as a start in episode is great, and then. The music, I, I I know this sounds silly. I didn't really. The music is such a given now. You yeah. know, you can listen to the Mandalorian music anywhere. But oh, it's Mandalorian. Um, honestly, Ludwig Göransson just did, or Göransson. He Joransson. did such a phenomenal job. It's so. Ah, oh, I don't know, mate. And it, we got this on watching the first chapter. We got so much just in that first chapter. It, oh, and I, if only we knew. If only someone like went back in time and went, guys. Well, this show is quite, it's quite good. Mental. It's, well, I it's do think that, mate. When I was watching the later episodes from season two, I was trying to remember, think the piece back. Like, oh, this is where we started, and look where we've got mm. to. Look where the characters, sorry, have got to now. And I always try to use that as one of like the barometers. Like, is this a good? Uh, journey and do right. from where we start to where we end it's just great and we're, I'm not even finished yet we've got season three coming next week but next week I wish it was next year so um the Mandalorian and is your third choice what a great choice mine is um an episode not too far down the road it's chapter three the sin it's Deborah oh. Chow's debut episode and it is the episode oh, now where that's so um, the relationship between Mando and baby is sealed for me Mando goes to give baby back to Werner Herzog. Shout out to Werner Herzog for being Werner Herzog. He's so cool. And then he's like, gets in the, he gets in the ship, sees the um, little ball, and he's like, nah, I'm having this. And he goes back and he shoots, he stabs, he shocks, he fireballs, he whistling birds his way out, all in the name of that baby. You've got the, mm. uh, the Mando versus the bounty hunters at the end. The Mandalorian yep. uh, Covenant come in to save the day at the end there. We find out about that. They need the baby to extract some necessary material. We don't know what yet. 
the stormtroopers all dirty so we get to see a bit more about them we get the infamous oh. twilight healing baths line as well which sealed a deal for me but it's just when deborah chow gave us that kind of from midpoint i mean the, the bit before was brilliant with verna but then when mando turns the engines of the crest off and then goes back to get baby the music, the action, the the mise-en-scene, the, the cinematography, everything about it is great. And then you've got the Mandos coming in to save the day at the end. Bro, oh, the word. sin is just, it's got everything. I Well, it's third for me, but it's got pretty much everything I could ever want in a Star Wars, but especially from the Mando. I'm sitting here and I'm like, how's that now not in my top five? Honestly, mate, how is it not in your top five? I, I do, I do adore that episode, and this is what I'm saying. This, this is so tight. It's so there would be if I were doing this properly, it'd be a ridiculous amount of ties. It'd be like, and I'm not talking about what you put around your collar. Like it, it it would be, it would be tough. It would be very, very, very tough. But we're going to go with it, Matty boy. I think that is an excellent choice there are some brilliant brilliant moments oh i love it mate and it gave some there are there are fans out there and look i don't i'm not gonna um say people shouldn't but there's some things that fans who want a bit more grittiness in star wars sometimes i love a bit of grit as well and i think if it can balance out nicely with the you know the star wars um aesthetic great and we get that in this episode as i mentioned the ways that mando forces his way in and out was satisfying for people who just want to see the Mando just be an absolute like brutal boss for a few minutes. And he, he really is. So there's a bit of something for everybody. And I'm disappointed that it's not in your top five, Luke. I'm disgusted. Mate, I'm going to have to uh, um, <laughs> buy you a pint to make uh, I mean, up for it. Uh, I, think. I feel a lot better. A cheeky pint. A <laughs> cheeky, cheeky pint. No, that is a great, great you, choice, buddy. That's my third. I, I suppose we can go into the silver the silverware into to our second places now that's right let's do should it we, mate. should we do it because honestly it. It, there is just so much to talk about there is so much to talk about in the mandalorian and i'm sure we will forever keep talking about this amazing show uh number two for me matty boy is are you ready at home what do you think it is have a think you could be right chapter, chapter chapter yeah chapter five no it's not the gunslinger it's chapter 13 the jedi that is my second favorite um and i have to be honest at one point when i sent a draft over to matty boy a few days ago this actually was my number one (laughs) um but i i lowered it slightly i love this episode it's so well directed it's i feel like it's instantly iconic there are just scenes in it where it just it just looks so star warsy but so mandalorian not just star warsy mandalorian ahsoka we, we we just open up with her do you know what i mean rumors of oh yeah Ahsoka might be in this one there might be a jedi turn ahsoka literally first second bang ahsoka okay. in your face <laughs> oh right okay wow that was ahsoka and the whole episode once again just feels like an adventure it feels like good versus bad mm-hmm. two traditionally opposing people coming together matt to yep. fight evil jedi and mandalorians like you know they'll never see it coming oh. 
They never Come did, did they? On. They did. Oh, evidently not. Evidently not. Um, there's so much to love in this episode, even just the architecture in the village. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Their Japanese influences, brilliant. The cowboy Western influences, brilliant. Mando in it, fantastic. The 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 spiritual aspect, just a just a smidge of it. You know, Ahsoka with Grogu. We learn Grogu's name, and it's just Aww. done in. I I I think it's flawless. I do think the way, because I always was thinking that's going to be clunky. Do you remember that leading up to the series? We, yes. People were like, you know, will we find out his name? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I remember a lot leading it, up to the series. Like, are we actually going to get a soak up? And then, like you say, straight up in the episode, bish, bash, bosh there. Right. And it, it was the opposite to, like, we laugh or we laugh about it a lot lately um it's the it's literally the opposite to han and i i don't have people all right don't have anyone eh? um oh what could we give you your name um loner yeah yeah no one you Ah. just kind of sit in your seat and you go oh flipping hell you can feel it with with grogu it's yeah grogu does this blah 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 blah. what sorry what mm-hmm. that's his name that's oh yeah like, that's his there name. you go oh yeah. my day that is just and i hate overusing this word but that is absolute class that is a class act um it's, it's just it's flawless mate i love it yoda's theme hint of that throw that in right. there when he's mentioned why not and then and then and then that's it. It's just for a smidge. Not getting any more of it. Just mm-hmm. a smidge. Oh my giddy aunt. It's so flipping good. Go on, go on, Matt. Come and help me out here, buddy. Well, I mean, I will do, because this is also my number two in my ranking as well. And my confession is it wasn't even in my top five until <laughs> I rewatched it the other day. Um and this is what I mean, because this is it's always been an episode I've loved. And I was like, is it, I remember thinking, does it even penetrate the top five? But it shot straight into number two because on rewatch, like you say, the spiritual aspect of this episode, it says so much with silence. I mean, it says so much is said when no one is yeah. saying anything. Yeah. Yeah. You've got uh, Rosario Dawson's wonderful uh, face, but facial mannerisms. Um, the, the, <laughs> Rosario the, Dawson's the, lovely face. Face, you know. Yeah. The Japanese and Western callbacks as well are visually stunning, but a lot of them. It's silent visuals, and that's beautiful. And Filoni, for all the flack I've given him for some of his directorial uh, flourishes previously, nailed this one. Really did. The setting was great on um, Corvus and Caladan. Scorched, devastated trees really make this gothic atmosphere. You've got um, you've got the the whole. sequence with Grogu, like you say, you find out his name, you find them communing together, his test, obviously with Mando and the ball, and they find out that their bond is almost inseparable. The gunslingers at dawn, you've got Michael Bean's Lang against Mando happening oh. concurrently with Ahsoka and Morgan Elsbeth, that very, uh, very Eastern influenced battle. And it's just mm. so good. And there's so many callbacks. You've got Princess Mononoke, uh, your Jimbo as well. It's just, and the music, like I said, the mirror, not just the Soka theme, but the way oh that Colin or Jan Anson uses that is, it's a theory. It's an ethereal episode. 
and it's, it's when wor- he busts out he busts out like um, um, a medieval medley rendition of the Mandalorian yeah. theme at the end and it just <laughs> works so much well all of it does and the guy who takes over the magistrate at the end a guy called wing he's an imagineer i didn't know that until looking into it for this episode but he's one of the oh, disney right. imagineers the old geezer who becomes really? magistrate at the end yeah so yeah. that was pretty sweet of dave yeah, to do he's that, like the but, mayor isn't he he's yeah the yeah the magistrate the mayor but it's honestly it's just so good and the, the way that they show how the locals live well in being tortured and then how the magistrate yeah. she lives in her peaceful abode with the coy and everything there's mm. just something about the episode there's an air to it an atmosphere which works of the fact that ahsoka's in it is great she wasn't my favorite character but this helped actually elevate her quite high yes um, definitely it's just Even- everything just combines isn't it dude you're spot on mate even um like the world building in it is is excellent anyway just just generally but um i was watching this episode last week and even when they uh mando's kind of gone into the woods to look for ahsoka they're Mm. looking at all of the um animals in the background the creatures in the background and they're thinking all right what's that and it's like that's something new we've not seen that Mm -hmm. before and it's not it's subtle but it's it's just letting you know it's a big galaxy. They're just grazing. They're not doing anything. They're just grazing in the background. Matt, but we've not are. had a planet like this. We've no, not had I a mean, planet like this. This not, one not was devastated dead, as well. A dead forest, right? It's a dead forest, a murky dead forest with a castle and Eastern. It actually did give me some Clone Wars Rebels vibes, you know? And that is, yes. that is the strength of having someone like Dave Filoni there. Mm-hmm. You know, he yeah. has... Star Wars has been his life for so long that it's just this this style, this universe, this vernacular is just it's part of his everyday language. You know, he yep. gets it. Um, yep. This episode really surprised me. Really, really surprised me. It and came what, out of the box and entered my number, mm. entered my top five when previously it wasn't in it. But there's mm-hmm. just something about it. It's not even the Ahsoka factor, which I know is what clinches it for so many people. She yep. Ahsoka is just part of the puzzle for me, which what makes this episode so like ethereal and so great. Special, so, special. It, it's special. special. There are no two ways about it. It's very yeah, special. There's something very in there, uh, or there's a, there's a, uh, a cataclysm of many things which create such a great episode, and all topped up by Ludwig's uh, unreal score. Yeah. Um, I, he got it. He understood. He got it. You know, in this episode, he he knew exactly what the tone was, and he nailed it. Just like John Williams did uh, did for the Star Wars films, uh, Ludwig did for this episode and all of them because he yeah. he got the tone of it. He knew what it yeah. meant, and he got it, man. So uh, he made it so fresh. Good. You know, yeah. he made it so fresh. And once again, before we go on, because you know we're getting we're getting there now. Get to the business we're near end. Our number ones. Um, we it. We're so fortunate to have these creators on a Star Wars TV show. Can you believe that? When we met a few years ago in that coffee house for the first time, Matty Boy, after speaking on a forum, finding out we uh, worked a few meters away from each other. What's it? You know, if I told you, yeah, we're going to have a live action Star Wars TV show and it's actually going to be one of the best things ever. Yeah, on I TV, you were even more of a lunatic than I already did think you were. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I my hopes weren't my hopes were moderate for the Mandalorian. I just hoped it wasn't bad when it first mm-hmm. started. Listen back to the mm-hmm. old episodes; you'll hear us say it. You know, we're not too short to expect. We just hope it's going to be pretty good. And 
Turns out we had no idea what we were in for. So uh, before we dive into the gold medal, mate, should we have a little recap of our five to two? Let's definitely let's definitely recap because it could get a bit messy. So we're just going to remind you on where we are. This is London calling. Hi there, pop pickers. Things are the future. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. And to recap our top five episodes of The Mandalorian, for Matt at number five, chapter 12, The Siege. Oh, it's a fantastic choice there, Manny Boy, for Lukey Boyd's The Marshal, chapter nine in fifth place. Oh, would you add him and Eve it? Number four for Matt, chapter nine, The Marshal. Fantastic choice there, buddy. Chapter 4, The Sanctuary, is Luke's fourth place. And also coming in hot, it's Chapter 1, the original Mando Mayhem, The Mandalorian. Luke's third place. And dropping in at number 3 for Matt, it's Chapter 3, The Sin. Everybody knows it's so good. It's Chapter 13, The Jedi, Luke's second place. I can almost feel the spice here. Number two for Matt, Chapter 13, The Jedi. And now, for our number one episode of The Mandalorian, for Matt, Chapter 8, The Redemption. And for Lukey Boy, it's Chapter 16, The Rescue, Luke's first place. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Oh, just like that. Five to two, mate. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, (laughs) shout out to BBC Radio 2, Tony Blackburn. Pick of the bops for inspiration on that bad boy, you know, classic yeah. British radio. But um, there we go, Matty boy. So we've got two number ones there. Both differ, both season finales. Do you want to uh, kick us off first, mate? Let's do it. That's very interesting, actually. Both season finales, both different seasons. And none of this is has been scheduled or planned this way. I just, I just, I just chucked five episodes at Luke and he threw five at me. And this is how they ended up. So if anything, it's perfect symmetry. Yeah, man. Chapter eight, the redemption end of season one for me is the best episode of the Mandalorian for similar reasons that I gave earlier on about, um, things like the siege and mm-hmm. where you've got the first, this group of characters, Quill's gone. Quill's the first big, um, goner of the season. So the rest of them are firefighting their way through. And it's, and it's Taika Waititi directs this. And we start off with some trooper bants. You know, they're missing their target. The trooper just wants to look at the baby. With Gideon is such a cool villain. It's like, this is, this is great. What a great start. We finally get the exposition that Moff Gideon just knows everything about grief, Kara and Mando. He gives a little bit about each one of them. So we find out about them. We find out about 
Mando's childhood to the culmination of all those flashbacks, Grief's chugging shots in the meantime. And then we've got IG-11 turns up. He's going berserk on the troopers. Baby's chuckling away. Kind of a callback to chapter one when IG-11 just turns up and just goes berserk as well. The battle outside the cantina with our heroes. Gideon blows the E-Web, basically kills Mando almost. Then we get one of the most beautiful shots in, well, certainly in the Mando, Matt of Baby holding back the fire. He's holding back the fire. Oh, mate. IG-11 takes Mando's helmet off. Do you know, then, I mean, then we get to the armourer. Mando becomes Baby's guardian. They get their signet. IG's sacrifice. You know, Mando's sad. I'm not sad. Yes, you are. Um, do the magic hand thing. Gideon's tie. The goodbyes at the end. The Quill's grave. Then the Darksaber. Every uh, freezable emotion was, was there. There was yep. there was hope. There was sadness. There was tension. There was joy. There was everything. The characters just felt right. This is we had eight episodes of these these, and it makes me sad. And it generally does to know that we're not going to get this group of characters again uh, for mm, for reasons no, better or worse. And <laughs> yeah, I, do, I don't a like few that. reasons. <laughs> and do you know what? And I was there thinking that during it, which sucks because yeah. the, the character the character of Kara is great. I really yeah. like the character of Kara Dune. She had so much to the episodes. Yeah, she may not be the best actress, but the character adds so much. It's a great dynamic. They all work well together. So that blows that we're not going to get that again, but we all know the reasons why. But this episode, dude, it, it felt like a, it could be a series ending as well. It had a beautiful, brilliant definitive ending. Mando taking baby off, uh, mirroring the shot of Mando being taken by the Death Watch as a kid. Oh, then the Darksaber as well, out of nowhere. Like, here we go, Darksaber. See you again next year. Th- you geeks can think about that for the next nine months. Honestly, there, it had everything I wanted. And you know what I think about season one? It was just those characters that we'd grown with over these ser- this series, season, yeah. sorry. Yeah. It was their story, the combination of their story this season. And that's why it wins for me above any anything else, mate. That's amazing, man. That is amazing. And what's what's interesting again is that we've only agreed on two episodes here in our top <laughs> no. five. That is the Jedi and the Marshal, both yeah. uh, from season two. Uh, my favorite Matty Boy is chapter 16, The Rescue, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, as Tony Blackburn kindly pointed out to us. Nice one, Tony. Uh, <laughs> that's my boy. first one. And listen, it's not perfect, this episode. I'm not claiming that it is. Um, in fact, I did have this episode listed as second, uh, mm-hmm. a few yep. days ago, but I swapped it around. The reason I swapped it around is because I felt like I was kidding myself on paper. This episode isn't as good as other episodes. I get that. Yep. I know that okay. the feelings I get, Matt, the feelings I get during this show, <laughs> during this episode are immeasurable because <laughs> I, it really just does feel like such a happy time. It takes me back to a few months ago, which does almost feel like yesterday, but also it feels like years ago. It's a very yeah. strange feeling. Yeah. I felt so happy during such a tough time, a tough time of the year for me. Um, and I felt so, so happy, so happy because of this episode. It showed us that the Mandalorian isn't perfect. He is a flawed hero. And yet he still tries his best. He does Mm. his best. And baby Yoda was incredible in this. Moff Gideon was so horrible 
Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. Esposito's so good. He was, he was flawless as a villain. I loved him. All of the ladies in it. Oh, my days. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everything about it. Brilliant. Now, what's funny is when I was watching this, I was thinking this is leading somewhere. I can feel this is leading somewhere. I just don't know where. And I want it to, I want it to get there. Was, I felt impatient about it. And just like you mentioned it just a moment ago, just like how the Mandalorian saved baby Yoda, mm-hmm. right? And the Mandalorian was saved, or Din was saved by Mandalorians. A Mandal- a bunch of Mandalorians and other people were saved by a Jedi. Yeah. The Jedi. And I just think that this episode, when I watch it, it I, I, I still feel emotional about it. I still feel like this was just justice. Because it's like, yeah, this is a Jedi. You can't mess with a Jedi. And this is the true form of a Jedi. This is someone who, who, yeah, you've got the worst, biggest, baddest droids in the galaxy. Ah, it's all right. Luke Skywalker is going to come and like absolutely destroy him. And it's just, it's more than that. He, Luke did it because he was called by a, a, a baby, a vulnerable child. And Luke answered. Yeah. Luke answered. He went and he did. Um, bro, it, it just, it resonates with me on so many levels that I'd need a whole episode or maybe more to, to, to explain why, but this, this episode just, I, I I have such a strong emotional attachment to it that I, I couldn't not, I couldn't not. And that could change, right? That could change. But I watched that scene on YouTube so often and I watched bits of that episode so often. It just, it, I, I was just so, so, so happy with that ending. So, happy and it was bittersweet but i still adored it absolutely mm-hmm. adored it so there we go matty boy that is my favorite episode as of right now what a what a way to go out so I, that's the one the only episode that made me pull my eyes out was that one there now and it wasn't even for luke it was baby and mando saying yeah, goodbye. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes Literally. because he because it has to happen has to happen but it, like no one really wants it but it's for the it's for the better it's for the greater good the greater good. Greater right. good. It, it, it does what any season uh, closer should do. It closes off some narrative strands, but it opens up more. So we've got the whole yeah. we've got the whole Bogotan uh, Din Djarin issue. She wants a dark saber. Din is now the rightful ruler of Mandalore. They're going to have to fight if she wants to get that back. There's that side of it. There's obviously it set up the book of Boba Fett going forward. Luke and Grogu, are we going to see any more of those two? What's going to happen? We know they're going to, we know, but baby's coming back. So it's set up so much. What happens with the team now? You know, there's, there's, it's set up an awful lot. And that's what I mean. I'm so excited for season three. I can't wait until we're doing our season three preview and our round table, I imagine, and all that good stuff because there's so much to discuss based on just this episode, man. So look, I can see why this would be your number one and probably quite a lot, quite a few other people as well. Yeah, definitely, man. I'm, I, 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 at the end of the day, I adore this series and everything was so close. It was so difficult deciding on this and that's just half the fun. And I'm sure, you know, maybe in a month or two that this or this will just change completely. But I think the, all of these episodes that we've both mentioned are all extraordinary for their own reasons. I love this show, mate boy. Would you say that? This is the way. 
<laughs> Matty boy, I would say that this is definitely the way. Hi, this is Details, actor, creature performer in Star Wars, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Yeah, you're damn right. Oh, we've touched down. I need a drink. Oh, look, it's the Bantina, our favourite dusty drinking hole, Luke. Shall we? Let's do it, mate. Yes, the muscles on that man. Uh, for those new to the show or old, each week we enter here the Bantina with you guys, the greatest listeners in the galaxy. We have a couple of Kef beers and we want to get your thoughts on our main discussion. So this week we wanted to know what were your favourite episodes of The Mandalorian? Man, we got so many good responses on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the lot. Um, to kick us off are these bunch of absolute legends. Ant Goodman, Alex Jessup, Dimsky, Johnny Olif, Twin Sons Collecting and Kingdom of Weird chose The Marshal. <sighs> what a choice. The Dogfather chose The Siege. Sean Wars chose The Prisoner. Ooh, <gasps> what a lad. Emmett Manor chose The Heiress, as did Vikesh, who sent in this cheeky message. Let's hear it, Matty Boy. Hey, Star Wars Sessions. Vikesh here. Picking a fave Mando app is tough, but Chapter 11, The Heiress, sticks out in my mind. It really took Season 2 up a notch in terms of where it was headed, and made even more connections with the wider Star Wars universe, which we love. Seeing Bo-Katan in live action was spicy. Plus, we got the Ahsoka Tano name drop, and who could forget the Frog Lady and Frogman reunion. Bryce Dallas Howard really did deliver all the feels. Anyway, keep up the good work, guys, and speak soon. What an absolute legend. We love Vikesh. And again, when, when Vikesh has come out, you know, guns blazing, and he's telling us facts, matey boy. You know, that episode mm-hmm. is it's, it's brilliant. I love that episode. Oh, my days. And he made me think about all the other good moments, like Frog Lady and that. I didn't even think about that from right. the episodes we didn't mention. It's like, there's so many. So, right. Uh, Vikesh, oh. mate, you're a unit and a king. So thank you so much for sending that in. Um <laughs> We also had Hannah, who correctly picked The Sin as her favourite episode. Uh, Dave M. Jones and Emily Bonner went for Sanctuary, which is on Luke's list. Uh, Nerd Coma chose The Passenger. I like it. Uh, A Royal Farm Boy went for The Mandalorian, uh, Chapter 1. And Elson Trinidad and Ross Holobon, they chose The Tragedy. Oh, man. All great shouts. All great shouts. And uh, lastly, Jin Erso, Dan Cramphorn, Jedi Princess K, and Canadian Star Wars fan all chose The Rescue. Oh, well, but not lastly. Uh, but Nicola Raymond, uh, Iguano Rodriguez, Giants of SFNY, Burnt, Justin Bellow, Simon Tranter, Sam- Sammy Cudmore, and Matilda Backland all chose the Jedi, as did Ray Shepard, who sent in this very, very cheeky voice message. Let's hear it, Matty boy. My favourite episode of The Mandalorian is Season 2, Episode 5, The Jedi. Being a big fan and growing up with the Clone Wars and Rebels animated series, it was exciting to see the first live-action appearance of Ahsoka and the confirmation of Grand Admiral Thorn. 
I like that they can expand on the live action using their animated sources, which could bring a lot more diverse stories to the Star Wars universe. Oh, man. Such a good shout. Once again, it's like, mate, I had that as my number one. But no, I'm sticking with my guns. Uh, you know, but what an episode, mate, boy. What an episode. Dude, there's, there's something about it which just resonates with so many people. And, uh, Reese, thank you so much for sending it in, mate. We appreciate that. Local boy, huh? And these, the names we've mentioned, they're not all the names that we could that, that we had. They're just some that we got through. So for all those who didn't hear them on their names mentioned, please do continue to send in your contributions. We'll... We'll do our best to get you on a future episode of The Band Cena. But what a wonderful list of episodes. And it just shows the strength of The Mandalorian that there was so much diversity simply among the choices. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast that's right people it is the spiciest part of the show it's the patreon questions where our patrons get to ask us a question every single month matty boy are you ready for our first patreon question i'm always ready for this part mate okay all right now this is a very good one and i respect it uh, it's from our boy robert lawson who says okay matt and luke okay i'm at the pub with a mate who wants to know why why Anakin would kill a bunch of kids. <laughs> Say hi to him, Alex Fitton. As always, keep it spicy, Rob. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I think Robbie Boy had a few points when he uh, wrote this. Uh, Bobby Lawson. But that's okay. Um, Matty Boy, why did Anakin kill a bunch of kids, mate? Oh, well, first up, Alex Fitton, shout out. Hello, mate. Uh, great yeah. question from the both of you. Uh, as for the, well, I mean, as for the question, I mean, you know, we've we've all had bad days, haven't we? We, we all do things that maybe, maybe we shouldn't have done. <laughs> yeah, we've um, all had bad. He was having a bad day. Yeah, George was just having a bad day. Why did he? Why would he be a kid, kill a bunch of kids? Because George Lucas and the team realised they didn't have much time to show that Anakin was was dark through and through. So, how, what's the worst thing that they could have him have him do? kill kids or as you and mcgregor you and mcgregor tried not to laugh when he said younglings so it's it, we, we, the reason why yeah was to show that anakin was you know he was past the point of no return thankfully you know they they, they didn't show it happening we just had we actually the horror of us having to think how it went down i always find is worse than being shown so uh, so why did he do it because yeah, george george is having a bad day or just to show that anakin really had turned uh, what, what say you, Lukey boy? Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting one. Why did he? I suppose he just let the hate um, lead him. Yeah, yeah. And we need to know how much of a baddie Anakin was now. He yeah. wasn't. He was no longer Anakin Skywalker. He was indeed Darth Vader. <laughs> oh yes, uh, had enough of hearing that kid go, Master Skywalker. He's like, just yeah. stop it now. Enough. Yeah, probably. <laughs> He probably was following him around the Jedi Temple, going, Martha, Martha Skywalker. Yes, what? What, Henry? Yes, I can't. Got. My lightsaber's upside down. My brain fell out. My brain fell out. That's it, Martha Skywalker. This Play kid. catch of us. This kid. Martha, Martha Skywalker, where's, um, where's the train station? 
Master Skywalker, my sausages are on a, a bit on the dark side. That's not the only thing that's on the dark side, mate. Just leave me alone. Yeah, smash in yeah. the face. <laughs> Do you that's want to pint over, why... over the kid's head. Good and proper. Is um, it Spotchka? It's pure dark side, isn't it? Pure dark side yeah. shenanigans. That is the formal answer. My boy, yeah. Robert. And, and, and my boy, Alex. So, kiss, kiss, kiss back to you, gangster. Yep. Sending all the love and kisses. Anakin would kill a bunch of kids, despite the fact that he knew he was going to be a father himself. So, uh, may want to sort your parenting skills out there. Geezer. Um, speaking of geezers, somebody I know very well, I've grown very fond of him. It's my brother, Sean Hudson. He sent in this question, Luke. He said, <clears throat> Coruscant, a city spanning a world. I'd be interested to see this place on any live action shows possible. But what do you reckon of it? Places to be and places to avoid. Sub levels like Gotham. Mass poverty right next to huge wealth. What are our thoughts on Coruscant? So Shawnee Boy would love to see it in live action. So what do we reckon about that? And what do we think about Coruscant? Right. I think Coruscant is one of the most interesting places to go to in Star Wars. I wish we'd go back to it in the sequel trilogy but Mm -hmm. alas that wasn't to be um and i i have a feeling we're gonna go back to it again uh in live action i would love to see coruscant again in live action obviously we did get the little sneak peek of it in the background of a window in rogue one Uh, but i wish we saw because it's all about, for me, one of my favourite bits of Attack of the Clones is just seeing kind of like the underworld, like the clubs, the bars, and the neon signs. It's Blade Runner re, Blade Runner esque, yeah. um, and it, it, it suits Star Wars so well, so well. Now, what do I think of it? I think it's a reflection of real life for a lot of people. You know, like uh, most people now live in big cities. Um, and that doesn't seem to be changing anytime soon. Well, actually, it does with the COVID stuff, but there we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, maybe not. That thing. But, yeah, yeah. But I, I suppose it's a reflection of a real world problem. And, you know, Star Wars is very good at that. You know, Star Wars feels very much lived in, it feels kind of realistic. It is this world just a long time ago that's the idea so yeah i think coruscant is actually one of the the best planets in in star wars what about you mate boy what, what are you thinking same mate i i miss seeing coruscant and i think with today's digital technology and the and with the volume and the use of practical effects once again and augmenting mm. them all together coruscant mm-hmm. could look superb uh like i said a kind of cyberpunk punk aesthetic of the lower levels and it is is like a visual representation of the real life class system like the haves are at the top and the further down you go the levels is the poorer you get the further down the class system you get the poorer and the the more poverty reigns so it is like a visual rep of that i think it's great and i think you could do so much you could you know Mm -hmm. you could have Mm -hmm. you could even have just a um a series set on coruscant uh, and it could just shift between different levels depending on the story of that week you could have the halves at the top, or the next one you're down at the down at the tube station at midnight, down at the bottom there. Oh it could, man, it could be a lot. And it, there was a leak online, Reddit anonymous, um, saying that Battlefront Three is in the work, and here's a and here's a very early render of what Coruscant's going to look like in the game. Again, take that with a massive pinch of salt. Um, there was a few people who are putting stock in it. I'm not sure I'm going to just yet, but I'd love to see it in a game. If we're not going to see it in live action anytime soon. 
you know, chuck it in a game. Give us Coruscant somehow, yep. some way, shape, yep. or form. But yeah, I, I would, I'd love to see. It. And and like you said, there's so much you can explore. And like Sean said, you have got the poverty right next to the huge wealth. You know what happens if the if the people at the bottom who are left who, who are kind of cast out, once they make their way to the top, you know what's the right. what's the dynamic going to be like then? So there's a lot that they can do there, Broski. And and you know, Coruscant was meant to feature quite. Uh, predominant, predominantly in uh, Jewel of the Fates, right? Yeah. Colin Trevorrow's original concept for Episode Nine, and I think that would have been really cool. Yeah, uh, you know, but you know, anyway. Well, I'm sure we're going to see it in other live-action canon material. I really, really hope so. Yeah, no, I agree. I certainly hope we do. Cause there's, there's too much there to not uh, warrant mm. returning back to. It would be foolish. I generally think it'd be foolish not to go back. So. Uh, Rob, Sean, thank you so much for those questions. We want to hear your answers to that as well, all of you. Why would Anakin slaughter a bunch of kids? Everyone say hello to Alex <laughs> Fitting as well. And Coruscant, what do we think? What do we think about a kind of a live action uh, recreation of the city spanning planet? Uh, let us know what you think. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions if you want to submit a question. Check out the tiers. If you like what you see, consider signing up. If not, we just appreciate you listening in the first place. But uh, bartender, I think that's it. Sorry about the mess. We will be back again this time next week for another round in the Pantina. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game. That's right. It is the Star Wars Sessions game. Every week, we end the show with a spicy, cheeky game. And uh, this week, it's my turn to host. Uh, Matty Boy, are you ready for the spice train to hit you? Choo-choo. Let's do it. Choo-choo. Spice train coming uh, Uh, at full steam ahead. Hang on. Let me get that window up. There we go. Right. Okay. I was just delaying some stuff there, but it's fine. It's okay. We're fine. Um, It's a classic, mate. It's a classic. Play the music. You know what's going to happen. It's 20 questions. The Mandalorian special. Ah, Here Um, we go. Oh, yes. (laughs) Where's that come from? The train is loving it. The train's here too. The train is playing too. Here we go. Uh, I fail 20, epically again. It's 20 questions, Mandalorian <laughs> special. So it's just man. So you're already, you're already like a leg up, mate. Um, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, Matty oh, boy, okay. yep. let's play. Let's play your favorite game. Let's oh, go. Last time I took 20 questions and still didn't get it. So we know it's, just, <laughs> we know it's in the Mandalorian. <laughs> Question one then. Uh, does said character appear in both seasons of The Mandalorian? No. Okay, so it's a one-season wonder. Um, well, I'm going to use two questions here. Are they in season one? No. Right, so they have to be in season two, so I'm not even going to ask that. So it's a person who <laughs> is going to be in season two. I feel confident. I'm two being very resourceful. In. I like it. Very good. <laughs> no, I've had to say, why would I ask a few that weeks if ago, I know you the would have asked. You would have asked the other one as well. So you I know I would have been. I would have been like, right? Does does the second season come after this first season? Yeah. yeah. Like, yep. <laughs> so two questions in. So it's just one season wonder. Are they in multiple episodes? 
No, they're not. Oh, yes. Right. So it's one episode. I've got a one in eight chance of getting the right episode here. Is it a human character? <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, so it's a, uh, a a non-human who's only in one episode of The Mandalorian. Are they a giant ant? No, they're not. Oh, it's not mandibles. Um, okay. <laughs> no, so it's not non- this time. Non-human character. Um, oh, um... Oh, is it a, is it a, is it a creature like an is it an animal? Like, can they talk? Can they talk? They they can talk. They can. Okay, talk. right. So it's not who I, the other thing I thought it was. Right. Um, so it's a one one episode, one season wonder that can talk that isn't a human. Um, no. Oh, blimey! Uh, oh, blimey! Yep, yeah, blimey! <laughs> Hello there. Um, Oh no! I'm just, I feel like I've got this one, so I'm trying not to waste my votes, but my answer questions. But you've you've got six so far, so you're doing pretty good. So I've got six so far. We're, um, yeah. I think last He's, time you would blaze through ten questions by now already. Yeah, I know. Is, do they so do they identify as male? Uh, yes. Right? Are they amphibian? Uh, no. Oh. Damn it! Oh, that's like this rock band, isn't it? They, um, um, no, no, they're not. Oh, um, okay, so they're not amphibians. So they're land dwellers. Um, why does this seem much harder than it really should be? <laughs> uh, oh, You're doing no. all right. Oh, I can't think. Oh um, no! Oh, oh no! The Mandalorian. Oh. Oh, is it? Um, You are the cannon guy, you know? Oh, no, but... You are the cannon guy. So they're not human. They're in one episode. They... They can speak. Uh, They're not human. Are they robots? They're male. They're male. No, they're not robots. It's not the Dark Troopers. Um, It's a male who's only in it for one episode. Are they blue? Oh, no! (laughs) Are they blue? No, they're not blue. Oh, he was in the first episode. No, no. <laughs> why did you say? Why did you ask? Are they blue? Oh, I was like, it's Mithril, isn't it? I was like, oh, he's in the first chapter, right? Double D. I, I need to like retrace that. my tracks and get back there. So we are non-human, male, can speak. One episode of season two uh, isn't yeah. blue. Um, isn't a droid. He uh, is not blue. He's not blue. <laughs> Dee double die. Why, oh, why do I feel like this is hard? I'm making it harder than I should be. Um, I'm, I'm trying. To, I'm I'm pretty surprised, to be honest. I'm pretty surprised. I'm trying to think of the species that are in season two that hmm. um, show up. Uh, I'm trying to think. The first season they had the Tuscans. First episode of Tuscans. They're in season. They're in season one. The second one. You've only got the spiders and the frog lady. Um, um, we rule them out. Third episode, I don't even remember what that is. Um, can't remember what the third episode is now. Uh, oh, Broker Tan. <laughs> so that's, so that's, that's the weak ways, and they're in episode season one. Um, yeah. yeah. Episode four, uh, The Siege, Mithril. That's the only things I could think about that. Um, do they look like Ochi of Bestoon? Do they look like Ochi? No, of best- they don't no. Like, they it's don't not him. Like it's not the repair man then. Um, 
episode five is I don't even know what episode five is. Um, you've got the Boba Fett episode. There's no species in that, apart from uh, Babe. I've seen episode five. It's a Jedi. Got, there's no apart from Babe. Who's Babe? Baby Yoda. Oh, Baby Yoda. Well, I think I, I think <laughs> I my E talking. must have. I thought E must have come off there because I was like, oh, Baby. Um, so episode five with Ahsoka is mm. there's. Um, seven is the one of Migs, which that's the one that almost made it into my top five. If you were, if you were really, if you were, I'm, I if can't you were really one. up for taking a risk, you would go, you would like, systematically go through. How many episodes have I? How many questions have I done? You've done um, eleven. Oh no! See if I can't do that because it will leave me. <laughs> You're um, sure you can. You I can don't think it's. I don't think it's episode one. So I've got a chapter one of season two. So chapter nine. I don't think it's the Marshall. Right. I just because I, all I can think of is the crate dragon because mm. he doesn't speak. He makes noises. Um, and is it a he? I guess it is. Uh, the Tuscans. They're in it. And Cobb Van. He's a specimen, but he's not a species. Um, <laughs> Chapter two's got nothing, no one apart from the frog lady and and, and Pelly Motto, um, and man, Doctor Mandible. So who can it write? Is it chapter three? <laughs> no, sorry, chapter, chapter eleven. Uh, no. Is it chapter twelve? <laughs> no. Why do I feel like it's one of the first two? Is it? Ch- <laughs> is it chapter one? A nine? Yes. Oh, I'm so glad I went back. So it's chapter nine, right? Something in the Marshall episode is a species yeah. Yeah. that is only in this season <laughs> and only in one episode. And by the yeah. fact that you're laughing, I really should be getting this, shouldn't I? Yeah, I, I'm just it? surprised. Oh, um, is are they green? Yes. Oh, it's those fat lads. Um, uh, <laughs> the Gamorrean Guard. No. No. Oh! Oh, um, so, <laughs> so it's green. <laughs> oh, is it that is, is it that geezer, the bloke who gets strung up, um, but the, by the lamppost? Yes, it is. Gary Koresh or something it, like that. It's that's it. Gary Koresh. No, that's Gore Koresh. Yes. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Oh, well how done, many did mate. it take? It it, it 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 took a few. Uh, you had three left. Oh, but, that's yeah, that's good, man. That's good. Oh, it's some sure? school character. I didn't want to go for our main main character, but I thought, no, let's get a bit crazy. I didn't know. I, I was happy to accept green, like, um, uni eye guy, mono eye. <laughs> What's that now? Cyclops. Cyclops, Cyclops fellow, yeah. yeah. Oh, mate. Oh, we'll go oh, I'm that. so glad I got that because the last one I failed miserably at, and I don't even remember what the answer was, but you um, do, you, you tend to go off. <laughs> You like start you it's like you want to start complicating it yourself. It's like you've it's like you've undone a knot and then you're you're like subconsciously making another knot somewhere else. Oh I know because I'm thinking, right, are you gonna uh, that's what I thought. I thought, right, it's, it's it's the spiders, isn't it? It's gonna be those big spiders. It's not a human and that. Um then he said no, I was Why? like, okay, it's gotta be a droid. Why? Why? Because I thought oh, I was like, he's gonna make this he's gonna make this awkward. It's not gonna he's gonna he's, he's gonna say it's not a human and that they can it's communicate. The spiders. And, it's then, the and then I was like, well those droids I was like, I guess you we can't really <laughs> can't really commit to what a droid is. I mean Honestly. whatever it is, but I was like well, maybe it's I a dark troopers. Go. 
Well, you know, I saw the uh, the scene. They're in two episodes. Chapter chapter twelve. Yeah. Um, I was watching that today. I was gonna do the teacher droid. Oh um, yeah. Um, but that, gonna... that that droid hasn't actually got a name. As of doesn't right he? Now. It oh, is wow. just called an un, un, unnamed uh, teacher droid. Oh, in the Mandalorian. Cool. So, um, all right. Well, yeah. well, I dropped a little bomb in there by saying that the Migs Mayfield episode almost made it in because it's just mm-hmm. incredible. Was there was there like one episode which almost made it in? Almost didn't make didn't make the top five, but so almost did. For me, maybe yeah, it's a difficult one. Either the sin. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, or the heiress. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard. One of those, but it's difficult. Because yeah. okay. once we start doing that, then it almost becomes most of the series. Do oh, you no. know what I mean? It's like, well, I like this one too. So yeah, but yeah, what a, a show, mate boy! What a show! Oh, I, I love this episode. We had a couple of our listeners say, "Can I pick all of them?" We're like, "No, you can't," because otherwise we'd be doing the same thing. But mate, it's always a it's always a pleasure going back to um, do a <laughs> ranking episode. But also when it's something like the Mandalorian, which is almost universally beloved, to the, where it's just a joy to go back and watch all the. I didn't even have to watch most of the episodes, but I went back to watch my five, and I went back to watch some of yours, and also just ones that aren't on there because you get swept up in it. I mean, mm-hmm. I just watched pretty much, I blasted through my both seasons just because I just got engaged so much with it again. I love being in that universe, man. So yeah. this was great. And I can't wait to revisit it again when we get to season three, probably this time next year. So, you know, let the countdown begin. The countdown starts now. Yeah, there we go, mate. It's going to be a while, but it's also not long. <laughs> yeah, as the last few years have felt like a decade, so this is going to be a breeze, mate. That's so, it. That's it. Uh, that's it. Before gonna that, we've got the Bad Batch, the Book of Boba Fett, and every, and visions and everything else we're getting. We're not going to be uh, missing out on anything, mate. But and, all, and also, I just want to say right now, if you guys are listening and you listen to us every week, how are you not on our Patreon yet? Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. I kid you not, some of our best content is on there. And April 2021's uh, shows, you get three extra shows a month. Three extra shows a month. It's ridiculous. And that watch along as well. And oh, yeah, we did a watch along. April's content was absolutely off the charts. So uh, go check that out. Yep. It's not not even a cynical plug. Generally, we do believe that. Uh, as it turns out, some of the best stuff we do is on there. I said the podcast we did, me and Luke in a park in Basildon, we had a mocha, we had a pastry, and we just. We, we have a Shouted couple of discussion of points. lyrics. Exactly. We switch sh- out park life. Park well, we, life. We have discussion points, but it kind of branches off into other parts of Star Wars stuff, which, you know, we don't touch upon in the main episode, not for any reason. It's because it comes to us in the moment. And it's a proper kind of like, it is a podcast. Like we're sitting here coffee each other having a pint. So our individual shows are great. Um, yeah. and I know you're going to expect us to say that, but we generally have, belief and faith in what we're putting out on there it's just just as good as what you hear in here so do go check it out a morning soup can be avoided if you take a route straight through what is known as park life (laughs) we'll end it it there (gasps) yes say say no more who's that gut lord marching you should cut down on your pork life mate get some exercise (laughs) i feel seen by that to be honest actually (laughs) yeah oh we love a pork pie oh we We do love a pork pie Sponsor us, Greg. Stop playing around. We know you're listening.
Yeah, come on. Enough with the, enough with the courting. Let's just get to it. Come on, this is enough now. So that is that then for this episode of Star Wars Sessions E113. But the fun does not end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. Search for us on social media, um, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We're on all of them. Just search Star Wars Sessions. We'll be there. Uh, check us out. Uh, check us. Chuck us. Nearly had a flawless outro there, but, you know. <laughs> never mind chuck us a voice note or a message we love getting messages from you guys uh email it over to hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk yeah we're on anchor fm spotify apple podcast stitcher tune in amazon podcasts wherever in the galaxy you can find a podcast you're going to find us there and if you love our show please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice five stars helps us out massively head on over to podchaser.com it's the imdb for podcasts it's awesome to so drop us a review over there if you have a spare few minutes i know a lot of you have been doing that so thank you so much it helps us grow and it helps get more and more people in that we can talk star wars to each week which is what we are here for yes absolutely and please tell all your star wars friends about us tell your mum tell your dad tell your mates tell your cats tell your ewok go and tell Gorkaresh. Go tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, the more the merrier. Their castle's spicier. That's it. Tell the Gamorians, because they're green as well. Now, this is the podcast you're looking for. So, until next time, from me, see ya, and from Luke. May the force be with you always. Luke! Luke! Bony Clackburn. Essex-based podcast heroes... Take you to the twilight healing baths. Tell that to Kanja Club. <laughs>